Welcome to Use Your Words Podcast, where we believe in intelligently spoken conversations. So yeah, so, you know, and like I, like I, and like I will admit, like I said, uh, some, one of, uh, I can talk, <laughs> or not, <laughs> yeah, or not. If I didn't care about copyright at all, it would be at this point that I'd play a song from the musical Rent. That you've probably never seen Rent, Mr. Nope. Johnson. I okay, not. that's why I was like, I, 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 I was gonna take a stab in the dark and say you would never play that or watch that. Play that. <laughs> it's not a video <laughs> game. I I would never play the video to watch it. I'm sure, we'll go with that. So there's a song on there called. It's like 500, oh yeah, 525,600 minutes, I think is what it is. Uh, that's the lyrics. What's it, I think it's called Seasons of Love uh, is the actual name of the song. But anyways, the, the, essentially what it starts off, it starts off talking about you only have so much time in this world, in this life. Mm. What are you spending that time on? You know, hey. You know, I, I, and I know we've touched on something like that before because, yeah, that, that's a true thing about life. You know, what are you spending your time on? What, what's important to you? All right. Right. So I'll, I'll read you the first four lines of the song. And it's, I'm, I, I said life, it, it means about a year. But so it's, it's 525,600 minutes, 525,000 moments so dear, 525,600 minutes how do you measure, measure a year? You know, and then they go in like, hey, in daylight, sunsets, cups of coffee, midnights, smiles, laughter, strife, you know, these various things. What are these markers? You know, when you look back over the previous year, what do you think of? You don't think of each minute, you think of events mm-hmm. and those events that happen. Well, same thing, you know, when we talk about a week, you know, we only have so much time every week and majority of that is spent between two main activities which we've talked about before, work and sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know, sleeping, you can kind of fudge those numbers a little bit, but after so long, your body will then just say, screw this, and uh, either f- cause you to fall asleep or cause you to start screwing up so much and that you say, do that. I need to go to sleep. <laughs> so we're going to talk about, I guess we could say, the other main large chunk of time for most Americans, which is work. Mm-hmm. Now, and if you don't feel comfortable saying this, that's fine. But how many hours do you work a week, Mr. Johnson? <gasps> 40. 40? Standard. I guess you could say the whole 9 to 5, but I'm 7 to 3.30. 7 to 3.30, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, 3.30. Well, it's with a yeah, half hour a half lunch hour break. lunch, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, mine's the whole 8 till... Work is done. Right. Eight hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the work, the job I'm in now is a lot less time stress consuming than it uh, previous Other jobs. Ones, Let yeah. me just put it that way. Whereas you know I would hit the forty hour mark you know on day you know four or three sometimes. Now I'm like, oh, I'm going to hit the forty hour mark on Friday at forty hours. Sweet. Right. Where I should be doing it. Right. Now, that being said, 
that's not necessarily the case for everyone, you no, know, right. especially in the U.S. I mean, if, if we take a look at various things, I mean, what has been kind of, I guess you can call it, what they started dubbing, I think it was back in August of 2021, the Great Resignation. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. So back in 2021, they started seeing a lot of people start to, well, leave their jobs. Um, mm. So in August of last year, 2021, about 4.3 million people left their job. Wow. That was a record high number. Mm-hmm. And now not all of them left the job just to leave the job and never go back. Some of them were changing jobs and that even in work meetings at work, there's internal discussion in our internal town halls of like, Hey, what are we doing about the great resignation? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people are leaving jobs for other jobs that are probably paying more a lot of times, but, or maybe less stress, or maybe some people are just saying, Nope, I'm out and dipping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just saying I'm no longer working on this. I'm, I'm, I'm done doing this. And I kind of look at some of this. I'm like, well, and I think even you asked the question, are we overworked in America? Mm-hmm. And there's two schools of thoughts on this, like everything, right? Right, 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 right. So if you look at just raw numbers, like Forbes did, and this is an article from Forbes, they're like, well, if you look at the numbers, Americans rank only 15th out of 37, just barely above the average. So, if it, again, the engineer brain versus a non-engineer brain. If you look at just the numbers, yeah, we're, r- we're right where we should be. We're right kind of close to that middle mark. Congratulations, us. Yeah. yeah. But if you look at other data, I don't know. We're, I don't think so. No. So... There's a couple of ways you can break things down, okay? Now, some of these are not going to apply to all people. Like, for example, maternity leave is not going to apply to J- to Mr. Johnson over here. Because you're not married, you don't have a kid on the way. You know, I- I'm lucky in the fact that my job, if I ever get married or have a kid, right, they give you, even if you're a father, they give you three months off. That's sick. It, it's a, it, it, that's a great amount of time. It's at full pay. That's sick. <laughs> okay. So there's a lot of metrics other than just the number of hours that one works typically in a work week. For example, you may work 40 hours a week. I may work 40 hours a week. But in a given year, I'm probably working less hours than you. Really? If I stay with a 40-hour work week, you know, and never have to go over due to emergencies or anything like that. Now, why is that? Yeah, why is We're going to get paid for the same amount of hours. I have more PTO than you. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you know, I have about, my company gives me about a month off PTO. <sighs> of paid time off. If you're willing to share, how much about do you get a year? Well, I know it's a week of, well, I guess what they would call PTO. But then I don't know how much, there is also sick time, but I don't know how much that is. Okay. But so you got about I'm a guessing week. about the same. You get about a week to do vacation stuff, you know. I got about a month to do vacation <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Sick. I'm going to ask you a question here. Because okay. uh, I want to know. Is there a law in the United States 
for mandatory minimum PTO or vacation or sick time? I'm going to guess no. You'd be correct. And guess what? And, and this is, I'm not saying this is good or bad. I'm just saying this is what it is. Mm-hmm. We're the only country of the quote-unquote modern countries, so take that as you will, okay, that is like that. Yeah. For example, uh, France, minimum of 30 days. A minimum? Yeah. Plus uh, one holiday. United Kingdom, 28 days. You know, Japan, minimum of 10 days plus 15 paid holidays. 15 paid holidays. Wow. Yeah. Well, Whatever their holidays are, you know, because we, yeah, have, yeah, we, we have, have like July 4th and that, right? Yeah, They're going to have, have holidays that are important to them. Mm -hmm. You know, Canada, 10 paid vacation, 9 paid holidays. You know, it, and you just go through the list and there's all these numbers. United States, zero paid vacation, zero paid holiday. So it's always up to the company. Exactly. Huh. So while our hours may be in the middle, the actual amount that we're working is definitely going to be more. Again, Forbes is looking at it from the engineering brain, not the humanity side of things. Mm -hmm. There's no uh, federal law. Now, there might be states that have this, but there's no federal law requiring paid sick days. Mm. They're trying to get that passed, but guess what? Not doing that. Right. Huh. So, I... Cause I, I know... Was it? Yeah, a buddy of mine were kind of talking about this kind of stuff. I mean, we were just looking at, like, Sweden at first as an example. Mm -hmm. And they have... Oh, yeah, they... Whatever. There's, like, a mandatory however much time off. 25 paid vacation and 11 paid holidays. Okay. And basically it was just like, well, why, why, uh, can't we do that here? Um, to where it is like a mandatory thing where you, people are allowed so much time off a year from working and and I I'd brought that question up at work, and I mean the one thing that they had said was, our taxes are different. Like their taxes are much higher than ours are. Okay. I guess so. It's like you know you. It's to the thing where I can't. Apparently they overall make less money, but it's because they're paying more out to cover up some of that time that they're guaranteed off, kind of thing. I was like. Okay. So I guess in that aspect, if that's like one of the big key factors or whatever, then it's like, oh, so that probably picked that up, didn't it? Um, but I guess I can see that, but it's like, man, I don't know. I guess I just kind of figure we should have something in there where we were just given some sort of time 
off guaranteed because mm-hmm. people easily overwork themselves. I feel like, and it's not necessarily a, a good thing to do. Cause I know like some people, gosh, uh, thinking of some like, well, like one of my bosses, like, I mean, he could just, he'll keep going and keep going and keep going. It's like, man, at what point do you just stop, relax a little bit take a breather? But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you were talking about the, the, the taxes and yeah. all that fun stuff, right? Yeah. I like taxes. Oh yeah. Taxes. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's delve into some of that. Okay. Okay. So from a personal payroll tax perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And I said personal payroll income tax perspective. The United States, it's typically broken down to like 14.9% of your labor cost is personal income tax. 7.1% is employee social security contribution. And 76 is employer social security contribution. Okay. That, that, that's kind of how our taxes are breaking down. Like okay. when you get your paycheck, mm-hmm. that's kind of how it breaks down. Okay. Right. In Sweden, it's 13.8% personal income tax. 5.3% employee social security contributions. But 23.9% employer social security contributions. So the business is paying quite a bit more, right? Mm-hmm. Now, based on the income then, and I, I don't have all the breakdowns for Sweden, for example, right? right? Yeah. Uh, but I have at the very top of the tax bracket, like you're wealthy, you have a ton of money, you made a ton of money for the year. If you hit that top in the United States, that's 43.7% is it's taxed at 43.7% at that top category, right? In Sweden, it's taxed at 57.1%. Yes, it's higher, but not crazy higher. Well, I guess for that, yeah, for that. That's 14% higher. Yeah. Okay. In the United States, so there's what they call their, that, that top percent, you know, so people who pay the max on income taxes. Yeah. There's a lot more in the United States that pay that than in Sweden. Mm. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more people paying that 40 some percent versus that 57%. Uh, mm-hmm. So, the, you know, we're, we're doing that. Now, that being said, the one thing that like Sweden has a lot of and where you, you will see that big difference, it's not so much the tax on the income like you're seeing. It's the value added tax or what we call sales tax. Mm. The average sales tax in the United States is about 6.6%. Okay. Really? We're, we're low here. We're lower than that here. Yeah. What places are... like Florida have none, but there are other con- places that have it higher. Yeah, what, what, what is our sales? It's like 5.1% that, here okay, in Wisconsin. The VAT or sales tax rate as of 2020 in Sweden, 25%. Wow. So you would go buy, let's say, a $2,000 computer. You pay 25% tax on top of that. Wow. That's an extra 500 in that case. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then our corporate income tax rates, 
as of 2019, so this day is a little out of, re- out of date, right? It's higher in the United States than over in Sweden. United States, it's the statutory corporate income tax rate is 25.9% in the United States versus the 21.4 in Sweden. Hmm. And then dividends and capital gain taxes, they're paying only a little bit more than us here. They're paying 30% versus our 29.3 for dividends or 23.8 for capital gains. Okay. So while it may seem like crazy high difference, like on the, you know, on the social social security contributions from the employer and all that at first, right? And the and you're like, oh look, the income tax is lower. Yeah. For the majority of the people, majority, not everyone. If you're mm-hmm. like a top earner, you're you're paying more than the United States. Don't right. get me wrong. It's that value added tax, which is really where that taxing is coming from. That's kind of. Anytime you order something maybe from Europe or if you lived in Europe and you ordered to there, you would see VAT. That's okay. value added tax. Okay. Okay. And that's and that's different per country. Mm-hmm. And in Sweden, uh, Norway, and Denmark, it's 25%. Wow. Compared to, well, five for us, for our sales yeah. tax. Wow. That's crazy. So- so, you know, that's part of it too, is like, hey, how, how far does my money go? Because, yeah, it may be cheaper a product, but if the taxes make up for it, then. <laughs> it's, yeah, you're not saving money. Yeah. Now, but that being said, right? Uh, because of how much they're taxing, and remember, our taxes go for a lot of this too, okay? But their schools are tax financed. And free mm-hmm. child care, health care, pensions, elderly care, social services, and other things. Yeah. You know, which don't get me wrong, you look at it compared to what we have here and you're like, that would be nice at times. So where's that balance? Where do you strike that? Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, I'm gonna ask you this question to see if you know this. In the United States, do we have a maximum hours per week uh law like that you can work? I didn't think so. I guess I thought it depended on. Well, gosh. Obviously, if you're well, if you're part time, obviously you can only work so many hours. But right, let's say you're full time employee. Full time? I don't think so. Okay, you're right. There is no, and we have laws that say. You know, if you're a non-exempt employee, you get overtime and that sort of stuff, right? right. But there's no maximum limit to what mm-hmm. you can work. What you can work. In countries like Sweden, there's actually laws. You, you're maxed out at 48 hours per week. That's it. Wow. You can't go beyond that. Well, Unless there there are a few exceptions for that. But other than that. No, you're done. You're done. You're done. Right? That's kind of cool. So, based... So, that's, those are important things to keep in mind. You know, we're one of those countries that doesn't have that. So mm-hmm. I, I remember one of my first jobs here in Wisconsin. I mean, there were weeks when I was just pouring in so many hours trying to get stuff done. Um, and I was salaried mm-hmm. at the time. So right. guess what? 
I could work all that hours and I didn't get paid more. more. I didn't get paid less. It just, <laughs> that was it. Was it was all the same. It was all the yeah. same. And I was just, you know, never home. I was just working all the time. It was crazy. Yeah. It, it was, that was bad at times actually, mm-hmm. to be honest. And, you know, then people are going to go, well, you should join a union that, that has its own drawbacks and issues and things mm-hmm. and all this are fun stuff, but I'm not getting into that right now. Mm-hmm. Don't want to get into <laughs> union or non-union <laughs> things. Okay. In America, Johnson, mm-hmm. on a typical workday, how long do females work? How many hours? Do females work? Yep. Full-time employed. Wait a minute. I'm sorry, am I missing this now? So you're saying how many... Wait. Hours per day. How many hours? But if they're full-time... Uh-huh. I guess it depends on what job they're doing. Yeah. They can work in different... Because it can be exempt or non-exempt. and Right. Oh. That's <laughs> weird. I mean, I don't have a ton. Well, I do have... I'm trying to think of what they do for work. Because <laughs> I feel like it varies from five hours, and I know some friends that are working ten hours. Yeah, and they're averaging this out across the U.S. against all females that are employed full-time. Oh, jeez. Uh, I don't know. Six hours. 8.33 hours per day. Oh, so average. Or well, a uh, what over, I would imagine l- would be normal. A little over eight hours per day of work, yeah. right? Full-time employed males in the U.S. work on average 9.09 hours per day. Oh, so just about another hour. Just a little under, yes. Yeah. So our average U.S. work week per hour here in the United States is 1,767 hours per year versus the average across other countries of 1,687. Okay. That's 169 more hours per year than Japanese workers. And I thought we always used to talk about them being super hard workers. Exactly. That or, well, China. Yeah, China and Japan. Of all the countries that are in the survey, only the workers in Chile, Mexico, Israel, Korea, and Costa Rica average more hours working per year in the United States. Hmm. Hmm. That's what I said. You you look at just straight hours and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, we're we're not the, you know, we're not crazy. But you start looking at these other things and it's like, wait a minute. Are we overworked? Are we working a little, a little too hard? Yep. Well, and that's, and, and you know, I guess that is another funny thing, I suppose, where I think about, um, it, it, it seems like now it's like it's hard to find good workers that, stick with jobs now yeah i would agree so especially the industry i work in it Mm -hmm. because of covid things have changed so rapidly and so drastically Mm -hmm. for example before it was 
we did 40 hours a week, you know, or whatever, a little overtime here and there, um, you know, for changes at night and that. And then you would offer someone uh, a salary and expect them to be in the office and we're good to go. Cool. And you get little perks and all that stuff. Yeah. Now it's, hey, here's your perks of free lunch, a pension, a 401k, matching, this, this, this. Can I work remote? No. Okay. Um, I'm going to go for a lower paying job. Why, well, why are we losing the out to this other competition? It's because people are looking for that work-life balance. They're looking for ways that they can say, hey, I'm spending all this time with work. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I, I just want to be able to put in my hours, clock out, and be then done. be done and go on with my life. I don't know if they do this with your job, but one of the things that has always struck with my, I've heard this at company meetings, left, right, all the time. We are a family here. We <laughs> all work to get the things done and we right. enjoy each other's company. We want you to feel like coming to work is like coming to friends and enjoy this, the time here. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I enjoy typically most of the people I work with. Yeah. I have no problems with them. I enjoy it. We have good times. Yeah. We have fun. But at the end of the day, work is work for me. Right. It's separate 100% from my social and that. Now, some of the people have become social friends and we've hung out outside of work events mm-hmm. and that. But for the most part, guess what? I'm there to work, not to be your buddy, yeah, buddy, pal, fun. pal. Saying it's a family does not compensate for the amount of time and the amount of hours I'm putting in away from my friends and family. Mm-hmm. You're not going to substitute my work family for a real family. Yeah. And that's the thing is a lot of companies are like, oh, do this. And it's like, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Mm. It doesn't mean I'm not going to put in the work. Right. But you have this happening and then like we recently had an internal survey at our department and I'm not going to give the actual numbers, but suffice it to say, more than 50% felt either strong or severe burnout over the past few months. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, why are you feeling all this burnout? And it's like, gee, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to conflate the two between work and personal life. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of people, especially in IT industry, you see, you have it easy in this regard, Aaron. Oh, yeah. Because when you're done with work, you leave the building, it's done. Mm-hmm. That Velcro machine does not follow you home, or sorry, that speed wrap machine does not follow you home for you to continue doing things, right? Nope. With me working for home these past couple of years, yeah. like I can be done with work and then someone could send me a Slack message, say, hey, so I have a question, da, da, da. And then- Right back into it. it it's a, this weird thing. I don't know if you've ever had this. So, you know, like when you get a text message, you are kind of almost expected to answer it at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when you get a Slack message, it's like a text message in our system. It's like a WhatsApp or a Facebook message or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Slack is. You get that Slack message and you're like, okay, now they're expecting an answer. Do I answer them tonight? Do I have to answer them tonight? Do I, can I wait till tomorrow? Can I do this? And then it, it rolls into this whole thing and then depends on who it is. Oh, yeah. Because if it's a boss or manager, it's like, oh, I got to reply to them right, right away. Even if I'm in the middle of something. Which then takes away from whatever I'm doing, where that's being out to dinner or whatever with friends. And then all of a sudden, I'm bringing work into my personal life. Yeah. 
Yeah. Five minute intervals. That's fine. But you know what we as humans suck at? Mm. We suck at multitasking. And we suck at context switching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so when you go from context of friends, happy, social, talking, eating wings, to work, and then you got to flip back to friends, you lose it in the Mm. middle. Yeah. And we are so guilty of that because guess what we all have in our pockets? Little smartphones that allow us to access resources and each other at all times of the day, 24-7. And people sometimes, not all, thankfully, I'm grateful I don't have managers like this, but there are some managers that demand an answer 24-7 because you have a phone. Yeah, that's, nope. That should be, yeah, that shouldn't be a thing. So you have that all going on where this context switching, this, 24-7 connectivity back to work with expectation of answering. And then, you know, the ones that are really going to start suffering are the kids. Right. So think about this way. In 1960, right, only 20% of mothers worked. So one spouse worked, one spouse stayed at home. Today, 70% of American children live in a household where both adults work. Yeah. And that's across, you know, LGBTQ, straight, whatever. That's across that entire spectrum. Mm-hmm. They live in a house where both parents work and are busy. Mm-hmm. And yes, I get it. You have to do it for bills and that, especially, you know, with our things going on. But I mean, you that's kids coming home to no parents and doing whatever they want. And then they wonder why certain things happen. <laughs> right. It's like, hmm. Right. Someone's got to be home taking care of them. Or someone should be. Which isn't happening in reality. majority right now. Yeah. And so you're having this happen and then people go, well, why is this great resignation happening? Why are these people, and the pandemic just blurred that line between personal time and work time even more. Because at the height of the pandemic, we were all kind of locked in our own little rooms anyway. So it's like, oh, any communication, I will take it. Yay, let's have company happy hours at 5 or 6 p.m. over Zoom. Uh, I've had a lot of those, (laughs) uh, just to be fair and honest with everyone. I've had a lot of those myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been a part of those. But why is that the accepted way that (laughs) that we've been brought up? You know, and there are certain things that I personally have put into place as well, like for me, to kind of, I guess you could say, hold that time sacred compared to other people. But Mm. yeah, that's my initial thoughts. Sorry. I know. That was my initial thoughts. So now, Johnson, what are your initial thoughts? (sighs) Well. Gosh. I don't even know. <laughs> Honestly. Shoot. I'm just trying to think back on all that you were just saying. But, uh, man, the biggest thing, well, obviously, well, the main focus for what I was taking away was the whole separating work from personal life kind of thing. 
and like I, I don't know. It does suck when you when you, you said it's called Slack. What was it? Slack called? message. Slack it's a message. text message essentially. It's okay. A, it's just a text message. All right, because I have I haven't heard of that yet. But it's like, yeah, I guess that is one thing for me. And it, for, for me, when you talk about the whole, you know, work saying, oh, you know, we're a family here kind of thing, whatever, that whole spiel. With my, with where I work, I mean, being such a small company, there is definitely a more, uh, I guess, a, you feel closer with, the people you work with, I suppose, mm-hmm. to a point, because there's a lot less of them. Or there's a lot less people. Yeah, and I can see so that, especially a small company like you yeah. versus a large company me that I work in where it's 30,000 plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but but no, like at the same time, it's like, yeah, it, to a point I can build maybe more relationship with some of those people, but still at the same time it's like, eh. I mean, yeah, it's like once you're done with work, people from work aren't on the forefront of my mind, I suppose, when I go home and stuff. And it's like, yeah, we're not going to get called in and be like, oh, hey, we just this just happened. Like, come on in or like, can you come in and do some more work? Yeah. And thankfully, yeah, I can't bring any machines home with me to work at home. <laughs> so that yeah. I am thankful for. And, that's, that's, and that is like one thing where I feel bad for like – and the whole thing with IT – because it's like that field is always going to be expanding. Oh yeah. So, and it's like, to some point, I always kind of feel almost a little bad whenever I would either ask you or Nico about any like techie kind of stuff. Because it's like, well, they have to do this stuff all day at home normally. Oh well, uh, for work. I'm sorry, they do this stuff for work. From and home. Then they came, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, even from home too. Um, but then it's like, then you get home, and then the friends that aren't tech savvy, you're like, oh, how do you do this? Can you help me with this? What does this mean? <laughs> so I'm just like, man, it's like almost to some point, to one point, you're never, <laughs> never now, done with it. You're never done working on what you do. <laughs> so it's like, that sucks. But, um, oh no, but I guess, yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've come to the point where, I mean, I've offered to work overtime and stuff like that, but even, I don't know, even, even just working with what I do, it's like for how little of people we have working, I can tell people are getting burnt out quick with just what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine. And you, when COVID hit, you know, that's the thing. It's like there's exceptions. It's like we make ex- exceptions as to when we can work more and more. And like for the people, like the first responders, I can't imagine what, what the work life has been for a lot of them. Well, you're seeing a lot of them complain about burnout and all this yeah. going on and they're quitting. And there's right. a lot like nurses that are, Quitting their normal jobs, becoming travel nurses. Like I was reading one article, a travel nurse quit their normal job, you know, where they earn maybe six thousand a month, became a travel nurse and is earning ten thousand a week. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
How does that work? Because places that are short-staffed and desperate, desperate, you know, maybe because a bunch of their nurses or doctors got COVID or something, they'll call an agency and say, send us someone. And then they said, like this person that I was reading about, they were going to Alaska for three months. They're getting paid 10K a week. Now, obviously, they're getting paid 10K, but then they got to do all their federal taxes think, and all that. But Right. I say there is there is more that would have to go into that with traveling costs. But that's still about. Stuff. That's a ton No, of usually traveling costs are paid for by the client. Oh, frick. Yeah. So you're still talking about 7K a week in the bank post taxes. <sighs> wow. Okay. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, you know. You know, we're talking about like hours and the flexibility in that, right? Yeah. The, what they found is between 1985 and 2010. So, okay. So we're we're about 10 years out of date here, but this, this is the last time they studied it. The amount of leisure time a college educated man had, had fell by 2.5 hours per week. I mean... That's not insignificant because they were taking that leisure time and putting it more into work. Oh, my gosh. Wow. They were just workhorses here. Yeah. They, as the Atlantic put it, it's their new religion. Mm. Workism. Workism. Yep. They actually have this article that talks about, that's from 2019, workism is the new religion of America. Mm. And they talk about how Americans are becoming less religious, except for St. Work. Right. Wow. Well, that's not good. Yeah, they call it the gospel of work. The gospel of work. Yep. That sounds awful. (laughs) I know, right? Um, But yeah, with all that work, Leisure time goes down. Leisure time goes down. People get sad, burnt out, depressed, and then... So you can only imagine what the, the future outcome of all that would be. Yeah, and what was funny is back in like the 50s, they were predicting, oh, you only have to work 10 hours per week, have a five-day work weekend. What? But, you know, that's what the you know they were kind of predicting sort of deal. For the future. Yeah. But not that being said, right, what they found... Let me pull the statistic up so I got it right. Is that, where is it? Oh, seriously, where did I get it? Oh, there <laughs> we go. Okay. Since the 1950s, using data based on American productivity per American worker, right? Since the 1950s. Productivity per American worker has increased by 430%. Wow. Um, the way they break it down it's to look at it is it should take less than one quarter of the work hours or 10 work hours per week to afford the same standard of living as a worker in 1950. Wow. You know, obviously inflation, all that has made that not happen. Right. <laughs> so. It's like, What? Hmm. So, you know, that's why they're they're kind of... So back in the 1950s, they were saying, hey, by the year 2000, this is what we should see, da-da-da. <laughs> obviously, no, we're, we're, we're going the other 
direction, actually. We're working right. more hours, spending less time relaxing. Because what do you do in PTO days? Take it easy. You relax. You de-stress from what's going on in the world. You yeah. try not to think about anything else. Maybe play some video games, hang out with friends, go on a vacation, go to a concert. Yeah. You know, stuff <clears> like that. You Which, don't you sit there and make... You don't sit there and make um, speed wrap straps or write code that blows up in your face or <laughs> do stuff like that. See, yeah, I, I wish there could be a thing where it's like, I mean, yeah, I wish it could be a, a thing where it's like, once you're done with work, you're done with work. That would be oh so nice. But because of, you know, technology and the ease of being able to, you know, get a hold of people and... well. How the convenience of being able to work from home for an, at least, you know, an IT people's case and whatnot. It's like, oh, well, we, if we need their help, they'll help us out whenever we need them to. Yeah, I know. That no, shouldn't it, it, be allowed. That is the kind of the exception, right? Or the ex- expectation. Yeah, but it shouldn't so be. So after my first job in, in Wisconsin, I made a rule for myself and I've stuck to it. Yeah. Except for emergencies that I cause. Or emergencies in general. Mm-hmm. Okay. My rule is once five o'clock hits or four o'clock on Wednesdays, I'm unavailable. Mm-hmm. You send me a message, I'll respond the next day. Right. If it's an emergency, then then I'll, I'll, I'll respond. But other than that, that's it. That's it. Yeah. I will check my messages in the morning, respond to what I missed. I will respond. Otherwise, the messages will literally sit in my queue. I've had times, not at this current job, at the previous job, where I've had a message from, like, my manager. And I'd like, okay. And I put my phone down, and I get back to whatever I was doing. Mm-hmm. Because, and I know I'm lucky in that regard. Uh, where I've had managers who understand that. Not everyone has that. But find ways to set boundaries with your work and say, hey, guess what? <laughs> Unless you're paying me, uh-uh. you can wait. Yeah. Uh, one of those things that I'm grateful for my current manager that uh, he does and then my director, what she does, is they have a, a saying, a philosophy. You work so that way you can live your life outside of work. Right. And once you're outside of work, you're outside of work. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, and that includes your PTO days. That includes, like, we have a thing. So when people go on paternity leave and that, because we get three months, they actually disable their computer accounts so they can't get emails or log in oh, or nice. anything. <laughs> you know, so nice. they, they're completely out of the loop for those three months. And then when they come back, then they get re-enabled and then they can start, you know, doing stuff again. But find a way to segregate this. I know that's hard now, especially in uh, in COVID time workday, especially if you're working from home. And if you're working from home, you have to be even more disciplined than if you're working from the office. Because right. it's easier to slack off and it's easier to commingle the two. Right. I mean, so long work hours, right? Unpredictable schedules, you know, schedules are always changing all that. Not only does it have some mental implication, it has some physical implications too. Right. Uh, it can actually cause heart disease, anxiety, depression. It can cause issues with child care. It can cause, you know, all these other things going wrong. You know, if you have pets, 
here's an interesting fact for you, Mr. Johnson, and for the rest of you. A dog knows when you're coming home, not because of the time of day, but because of the amount of scent left in the house of yours. Wait, what? So as you, when you leave, right, the amount of your scent in the house goes down. down. And so the dog knows, oh, we're at this level of scent. Master's getting home soon. No. That's legit? Yeah. I learned that recently myself, too. Wow. Like, so that's how dogs kind of know when you're coming home. Because, yeah, they recognize your schedule. Like, hey, they, they usually get up at this time and that. But they're not the best at keeping time of, like, when you're gone sort of mm-hmm. deal. So that's how they... They know that sort wow. of thing. Wow. So if your schedule's kind of screwy and flowy and all wild west over here. Yeah. Yeah, you might be hurting your pets as well because they're getting anxious. They're getting depressed. They want you there as well. Mm. Wow. Yeah, and I, I, I think we need to take a step back and look at this and, like, say, hey, is this... Is this job worth it? And here's a here's a thing in the United States. Mm-hmm. If the job isn't worth it, if they're working you to the bone, if they're just doing this, you need to realize this. I'm not saying this just to you, Aram, and anyone listening. You need to realize this. You can work yourself to death for that company, mm-hmm. and the second you die, they will put an out an advert to <laughs> replace you. Right. Yeah. But your family's going to be grieving and mourning for the rest of time. Mm-hmm. You do not work and die for the company. No. You work, you die, you provide for your family. The no, company is just a methodology and a way to get there. Right. Because you got to remember that. You get hit by a bus, you die, whatever. The company may send some flowers to the funeral. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. But they're just going to go ahead and replace you. Yeah. On to the next one. Yeah. And we have kind of, it's a kind of a joke you hear in, especially in corporate America, you know, like on, like how to make sure things can continue on beyond hand. It's like, well, what happens if you get hit by a bus? How will we know how to do this? Yeah. That's all I care about. Huh. You know, and I appreciate like my director stepping in. It's like, no, 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 no. What if, what happens when you win the lottery? <laughs> <laughs> you know, try to try to spin it positively sort of deal <laughs> right. instead of this negative thing. And it it's that truth there. Mm-hmm. That balance between work and life is so important. Mm-hmm. We were, yes, we should work to provide. We should work to produce. We should work because that's how we kind of find a purpose in life in some ways that it, it fills a large chunk of our time. Mm. Oh, yeah. But it shouldn't be the thing, and I know I'm going against what the youth group just kind of went over recently, (laughs) but it shouldn't be the number one thing in our life. It shouldn't be the thing that gives us purpose only. Working? Yeah. 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 It should be part of the equation. Right. But it shouldn't be the thing. Because what happens then if you're fired or you have to change careers, if you're finding your identity in work, you're 
going to, at some point, have a crisis of identity over who you are. Mm. Because there is going to be a point either where you're contemplating leaving that career or you're forcibly ejected from it. Mm -hmm. And if that's where you find your identity. That's going to be a rough time. It it is. And you can't spend so much time in it. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times when I spend time outside of work doing tech stuff, but that's because I'm doing it for my own weird fun. Right. I'm not doing it for work. No. And so you just got to spend the time, do it, move on. I try to compartmentalize that in a bubble as much as possible because I've realized over the years, to be frank and honest, the companies don't care if I put in 5 million extra hours. I may get a $5 gift card. But is that worth my blood pressure, my stress, my anxiety, right. my depression, my... Hospital bills. Yeah. Meds. No, it's not. And you may be going, we're a team and we're going to get this done. That's nice. We can do, we can be a team between the hours of 8 to 5. <laughs> of the time we're supposed to work. From 5 p.m. onward, guess what? I am with friends I'm and family. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm taking care of myself now at this point. So yes, if you look at this from a pure analytical number standpoint, we're fine. You take a look at it from the fact that humans cannot work 24-7, 365. We're we're definitely worse off than in some countries. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not a big, personally, myself, okay? I'm not a union person. But that being said... I do think it is kind of high time in the United States that we do have some minimum vacation days as well as sick days. Cause we don't have that either nationally. No, you nope. know, holidays, uh, we can talk about that, but I think we need to give our workforce some time off and say, it's time for you to get some rest as part of this. Mm. You can't be working 24, seven, 365 and expect to be able to do do that for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Do that for your rest of your life and do it efficiently. Right. Yeah, do a good job with it. We all need time to rest. Mm-hmm. So are, are we in America being overworked? Yeah, I say we are. The thing is that most people don't realize it's within their control of if they overwork or not. Now, right. if like I said, if you're salaried, you can kind of... T- you know, you can kind of make sacred the time outside of work, but if you're at a job, you know, that's hourly where they make the schedule and it's always doing this, then maybe it's time you look elsewhere and you're like, but I love my family here. You can stay friends with those people outside of work later. Yeah. Right. Your own mental health, your own physical health and your own family health have to come before a company's profit and above your work friends. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think too many people are scared and not sure of themselves enough to be able to demand a, that they work less hours, B that maybe they get, you know, get paid a little bit more if they're working a ton of hours or C that they're worth it 
to go to a different job that they want to pursue. They're so scared that they won't make it. Mm. They're not willing to kind of pull the trigger and say, I'm going to try at least. Right. Oof. That's a really good point. I guess, yeah, I, thinking about it, gosh. I mean, there's, I've got to imagine there's definitely those bosses that are, like, very controlling and won't listen to anything an employees would have to say. Yeah. Which is real unfortunate. But then I, I guess I'm, now I'm trying to think of like other friends where it's like they're always trying to work on something else, work on the next thing to advance themselves, I suppose, in their workforce, which, I mean, is outside of normal work hours. They're trying to put in more work to be better. I guess there's probably a very important thing to balance that out too then. Yeah, it is. Because there are some careers where you have to do uh, what's called continuing education. Yeah, which I'm sure IT is. Oh, it's more along the lines of get certifications, which that's almost all out of work. So it's how do you do that and how do you justify it? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this will come out afterwards. I've been pretty honest that the fact that I am concerned at work because they're like, oh, you know, record profits, record this, record that, right? Inflation has been ridiculous this past year. Probably going to get worse this year, honestly. Yeah. And my and I told my boss, I was like, I am concerned about how much they're going to raise pay compared to inflation. Mm. You know, and I've made that very clear. I've made that a very loud point. I'll find out, actually, as of recording this, I'll find out on Tuesday, for me, how that's going to be. Mm. And if I'm honest, if it's not even close, I'm going to hit that magic button on LinkedIn that says, I'm open for work. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh-hoo. Because if you're not willing to pay, you know, especially this crazy 7.1% inflation rate, you know, if you're not even attempting to compensate for that, like I know some people... They're, they were told the max raise they're going to get is 2% this year. 2%. And my oh, first response to them was, hit that button that you're open for work, find a different job. No, just find a second job to do on top of it. <laughs> Heck no. <laughs> and then, you know, in all honesty, you know, just kind of some of the other stuff, because if we move into the office, back into the office, I'll have to start paying for parking, 150 bucks a month. Mm. I was like... So you want me to be behind inflation plus pay 150? I think I'll just find this other job that allows me to work remotely full time. Right. And you're going to start seeing that more and more, especially like that can happen like the IT and business fields. That can't happen in like manufacturing. You can't work from home doing that. Nope. But I have a feeling as the next couple months come up, we're going to see more of that. Mm. So... Happy, happy, joy, joy. Do you know where that's even from? 
Oh, I've heard that so many times, but I couldn't tell where it's from. From you are definitely a youngin. 